0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Donkin Donkin Connection Podcast, where I'm talk all things professional wrestling.
1: Wrestling.
0: In tonight's episode, episode 63, we're going to be going over everything that happened in the previous week in professional wrestling, along with a full, in-depth recap of NXT's TakeOver Vengeance Day. So You almost said War Games, didn't you? I almost said War Games. Ugh. It's because it's because whenever we think of NXT takeovers and we think of quality and like the best takeover, it's War Games.
1: Yeah, well, this one definitely supplanted it. This one, it.
0: yeah, and and we had this conversation before the recording where I gave everything on this card over a B plus. And I gave everything an A. There's or only a+ one, plus. one match, and that's the women's title. But there's only two reasons. One. Well, not even two reasons. One reason, because one of them is just funny, and that's the table botch. We'll talk yeah, about the, tab- the table. Yeah, we'll talk about that, that was spot. funny, but it was too short, in my opinion. the 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 ending came out of nowhere. Um, and I mean, sometimes that's the best way to finish matches, but I wanted to see a little bit more. It all it we- also doesn't doesn't help that I went 0 for five on my predictions, and I never go over on my predictions.
1: I think I got one right.
0: Yeah, Th- I got this one card- right. This card was done completely different than we expected it to be. So, and the we're weird fine thing with it.
1: is, when you looked at this card on paper, it did not appear as a strong takeover. Just looking at the card on paper. Yeah. For whatever reason, you looked at the card and you're like, okay, yeah, you got Kushida versus Gargano. And, oh, yeah, you've got the championship match between Dunn and Balor. And you've got the women's championship match, which, oh, man, it's another triple threat for Io Shirai. And then obviously the two Dusty Cup finals. So on paper, the card was just like,
0: okay. What they put out was incredible. The card looked like what would be on a regular weekly taping of NXT. Minus the championship matches. Minus the title matches. But the Dusty Cups you could see on NXT TV. Yes. Um, Even the North American title match you could see on TV.
1: Yeah, because they've done them on TV before.
0: Yeah. So, like, but the triple threat and... Well, I mean, you've had men's title matches on TV. No, I know,
1: but they've they've built them up is what
0: I mean. Yeah. It's like... This was a very short... I wouldn't say a short build, but it wasn't a weeks-long build like we normally get going into takeover matches. Yeah, there was some definite... Yeah, but every match hit. There was not a slump on this show.
1: Yeah. week that was, and we're going to start on Monday Night Raw, and we're kind of going to do a very basic Monday Night Raw recap, which is yeah, going to go n- over everything that's involved with the Elimination Chamber. We're going to talk about probably one of the funniest moments in WWE, that's happened in a long time. Yeah, well, okay, yeah. Um, And outside of that, there isn't really much else with the going-ons because yeah. they're not really doing anything with the tag team titles. Um, we, the Riddle match and the Lee match was phenomenal.
0: Yeah, and we're getting a triple threat between Riddle, Lee, and Lashley. Out of that.
1: Out of that, so. So, um. So if we look at the gauntlet match for Monday Night Raw, which was set up extremely differently than the gauntlet match on SmackDown, and we'll you get to the, the SmackDown elimination one. Chamber? Elimination Chamber, I'm sorry. Um it's technically a gauntlet. So, yeah, well, yeah, technically. So if you look at the Elimination Chamber on Monday Night Raw, it's all former champions. So yep. obviously current champion Drew McIntyre is defending yep. against Randy Orton. Sheamus. Against Sheamus. Against Miz. The Miz. Hardy. Against... Hardy, and against AJ Styles. Styles. So, I like the concept. I like how it's presented as it's all former champions getting an opportunity to, you know, reclaim what's theirs or what was once theirs. I just... This randomness coming out of a hat on Raw and then this very well-designed and methodical way in which... SmackDown created their Elimination Chamber. Just shows you that there's a real disconnect between the two programs right now.
0: Now, we'll get to once we talk about the, the two separate Elim Chamber matches, we're going to talk about our predictions for the actual matches. Um, who's coming out of each match? The winner. Yep. Um, And with SmackDown, that match plus what's to follow. Yes. Um... So the way SmackDown did it is two people were immediately entered, and that's Main Event Jey Uso and Kevin Owens because they have the closest ties with Roman Reigns. Yes. And then the other ones were tag team qualifiers where both members of each tag team were put into that match. Now, when we see Dominic Mysterio and Rey Mysterio up against Baron Corbin and Sami Zayn, it's almost Telegraphed, you're getting Sami Zayn and Baron Corbin in that match.
1: I would agree with you, except for the fact that nothing tells you Sami Zayn's going to be in that match. Nothing,
0: because because WWE has this this thing against him. I
1: exactly. It. So it's one of those things. It's like, oh man, we could put Ray and Dom in this match, and you know, could you actually have that fallout between father and son? Play out during the elimination chamber. Like there's a really good storyline you can build off of that. So when I saw that that match was placed onto the card and that was going to be a qualifier, I was afraid that they were going to put Ray and Dom and do this family split dynamic way too fast. But I should keep my faith in Paul Heyman because in Paul we trust. And anytime he has a plan, he puts it to fruition and he does a very good job of slowly building different things. Mm Mm-hmm. So I mean we're kind of jumping here we're getting into smackdown before we finish our recap on raw but um we know that Zayn and Z- um, Corbin Corbin win their match and once again Corbin has the one up against
0: the mysterio family
1: the mysterio family which is awesome. I love seeing that aspect of, of that keep playing out where Corbin keeps getting the win and it's one of those things where it's like Dom just needs to stop listening to his father. Yeah. Dom just needs to wrestle and be Dominic Mysterio. So Dom
0: needs to and- be Dom. He doesn't need to be Ray's son.
1: Exactly. And then you get later on in the night. Well, actually, before we get to later on in the night, there was a big return on SmackDown. The one Seth Rollins.
0: Yes. Yeah, we and
1: gotta- when his music hit, I thought we were getting the face. Seth Rollins back cuz it was the whole burn it down music and mm-hmm. like
0: I think that's he- I think that's the the plan. I think that was his thing where he was coming yes. out and he had all the the wrestlers around the ring yep. talk to him and all that and then he flips the switch I need to be your father, your uh yep. Messiah. Yep. I'm the one to lead you. And yep. what I loved, I absolutely adored. That Cesaro was the last one out there. Because well, that remember the sets last a- time
1: he did a town meeting.
0: No, the
1: last time he did a town meeting, the last person out there was Kevin Owens, and it led to a WrestleMania match between the two of them.
0: Yeah, so we're gonna be getting a Cesaro. Uh, we might feud. be.
1: We might be. I would love it. I would love to see that feud. Yeah, and and that led to this to the other qualifying match later on in the night, in which Cesaro and his tag team partner
0: Daniel Bryan.
1: Daniel Bryan went up against... The Dirty Dogs. uh, The Dirty Dogs, which is Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. And, you know, even with the fact that Rollins attacked Cesaro after the town hall, and even, you know, the fact that they're facing the tag team champions, Daniel Bryan and Cesaro came out victorious. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the SmackDown elimination chamber, I almost feel... Like, it is a vastly superior product to what Raw is going to be putting in the Elimination Chamber. And that's nothing against the the talent or hyping up the talent on one side yeah. and downplaying the talent on the other. It is just the way that they presented the I was product. Say,
0: do you think it's because it's a lot more natural and a lot less forced? Exactly. Raw and SmackDown are about the E in WWE. Where NXT is about the second W. So it's like mm-hmm. for Raw for and SmackDown, it's a it's a show. It's a live performance show. It's gotta open it usually opens with a talking segment. That's how Raw and SmackDown have been in a long previous amount of time.
1: Well, I I can remember a recent past when it wasn't that way when Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley went through the
0: Yes, set. but that was when this is your WWE. And then it reverted back to their WWE.
1: I know. I know. And Heyman was in yeah. charge at that point as yeah. well.
0: But, so I'm... So Meredith has the same kind of thing. She's she's getting sick of Roman Reigns' promos. She doesn't understand. And it's because she's not... She's a new wrestling fan. So she doesn't understand the necessity of promos. I could sit and listen to Roman Reigns talk for 30 minutes and not oh, yeah. be bored.
1: I just... I'm just sick of it opening yes. every week. That's yeah, my problem.
0: I can agree with that because sometimes we need something different. It's not that it's not mm-hmm. the opening with the banner, banner, every week is well. It does get slightly annoying because like we want other stuff. But like start with it, him coming out for a match, something like that. Ex- exactly. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you talk about your thing from Raw because this is it wasn't just my thing.
1: This thing was trending worldwide, globally, on every f- form of social media. There's memes about it everywhere. And I'm talking about Nia Jackson, her whole... That... Uh, that is entertainment. The fact that she is willing to say something like that, to not only... Get a product that's really been slacking recently, which is the women's tag division. You know, tag division. It gets it globally recognized, and even though it's on a a stupid little segment where you she, know she misses, she falls leg down and does on a leg drop. Apron on the apron. I mean, one, it gave Lana a one up on her again because she ended up winning that match. And then her tag team partner ended up winning the Mm -hmm. next match. Now, we're going to get to take over and we're going to get to what this all means, this jumbled mess we're kind of in the middle Mm -hmm. of now. But the fact that Lana's back in the tag team title Picture. picture with her new tag partner, they both have victories over the champions themselves. And... I mean I got a good laugh out of it. If you did not laugh at Nia Jax missing a leg drop and immediately screaming my hole, then you do not have a funny bone in your body. I'm sorry.
0: I laughed I so I laughed at the initial of it. I laughed when it happened. But then it just kinda got old seeing it over and over and over and over and over.
1: I don't know, I'm the guy who can watch Happy Gilmore in the scene at the mini golf course with the clown where the clown keeps blocking the putt and then he finally gets it in and the clown hawks it out and spits it and Happy goes to town on the clown's face with the putter. Like, I can laugh at that scene every time and almost bring myself to tears laughing at that scene every time.
0: Valid. I mean that's that's like so. me with I know we're getting off topic here but that's me with rush hour um I okay. that's my f- one of my favorite movies of all time Th- there's no reason for it to be as funny as it is it's a an, it's but another it's buddy cop but just Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker together is impeccable to me but
1: incredible moving on so one other thing to highlight on raw in um the building of the triple threat match between Keith Lee Matt Riddle and Bob um, Lashley Riddle and Lashley oh my god like give me that first of all the Lee Riddle match was incredible mm-hmm. and to see um, to see Lee come back after a little bit of a hiatus congratulations to him and yeah, Mia Yim. congrats on their engagement on their yep. engagement um, but to see him come back and get a clean victory Because it was a clean victory, there was no roll up, there was no there was no distraction, no cheap moves. He hit him with the Spirit Bomb, one two three. He he gets the win, and then Lashley comes down and basically cleans house because Lashley's the most protected man in all of WWE, and uh, he gets the uh, you know he puts the Hurt Lock on this one, beats up this one, and now we're getting the Triple uh, triple threat match, which. When we get a little bit more into what we want to talk about for our predictions, I've got a prediction on this match.
0: Okay. So speaking of predictions, um, we're going to give our prediction for this match <clears throat> as well as the two Elimination Chamber matches. So what what is your okay. prediction on this match?
1: Keith Lee wins.
0: Pinning Matt Riddle?
1: Pinning Bobby Lashley. Really,
0: he gets a clean win over R- Lashley.
1: I think Lee holds the title because I think Lashley's WrestleMania opponent is Brock Lesnar.
0: Wow. Okay. So returning Brock Lesnar on his own? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think because he sees this powerhouse that he hasn't seen in the WWE in a long time. And he wants a taste of yeah. it. Because Brock's, Brock's a, a competitor. Yeah and if he sees somebody's just running rough shot he's not going to come back for the for that United States championship because it's below what he's going to come yeah. back for but the fact that he's going to have this guy to face in Bobby Lashley i think that's enough to drive exactly bring Brock back into the fold if you want if you yeah. get what i'm saying so
0: so it's not immediately injecting him into the title picture it's it's bringing him in at another point
1: yes exactly and whoever comes out of that is then injected into the title picture to go after Drew McIntyre who retains in the elimination chamber in my opinion
0: so i'll i'll do my piggybacking of my two picks so i think Keith Lee wins <clears throat> but i think Keith Lee pins Matt Riddle um giving Bobby Lashley a gripe that he never lost his title setting up that WrestleMania match between Keith Lee and Bobby Lashley.
1: You already did that with Bobby Lashley before, though. Remember when he had Leon Ruff? Not Leon Ruff. Um, Apollo Crews. A, not Apollo Cruz. Who's his talker? MVP? Nope. Before MVP. The high Leo, fly. Uh, what was Rush. his name? Leo Rush. Thank you. So, They already had that with Finn Balor two years ago. Where Leon Leo Rush lost the title, not Bobby Lashley. And then Bobby.
0: Yeah, but there's there's a difference between Bobby Lash between Finn Balor in size and Keith Lee in size. So so we could get a battle of behemoths. And so I don't see Okay, I I mean I
1: like I like your mania match. Yeah. If that's where it's headed, I like that a so lot. So
0: I don't see Brock Lesnar, it's not that I don't think Brock Lesnar can talk and be on his own, but I don't see Brock Lesnar coming back unless there's some involvement with Paul Heyman. Because there's going to be this thing where it was it used to be Paul and Brock against Roman, and now it's going to be Brock against Paul and Roman. So it's kind of this okay. flipped dynamic. Just like when Brock came back to face Punk, who was with Heyman. So I kind of think we're going to get a very similar thing with this, because back then, Punk was the big draw. Now, Roman Reigns is the big draw. So I think we're going to get a very, very similar, two sides of the same coin kind of thing. Okay. Moving on to my Elimination Chamber, I have two potential outcomes here. One is... If if Roman Reigns has a set up for a different opponent at WrestleMania other than Edge, wait, you didn't
1: go over your I, raw. I'm getting there. Elimination getting chamber.
0: In. Oh, okay. If if Roman Reigns is facing somebody else at WrestleMania that's not Edge, AJ Styles comes out of the elimination chamber and we get Edge versus AJ at Mania. If
1: that yeah, I just wanted that match for a long if time. If that
0: doesn't happen, McIntyre retains. Okay. Because I have a feeling, and I'm going to jump immediately to my SmackDown, I think that Kevin Owens comes out of Elim Chamber, is absolutely demolished by Jay and Roman after the match, and then that's the Mania match, is Kevin versus Roman, and I think Kevin finally gets his win at Mania.
1: So he gets his Mania moment yes. is what you're saying? Okay. So I have Cesaro coming out of the elimination chamber match and that's just my heart going way above my head. I have Cesaro coming out of it. And I have Seth Rollins costing Cesaro against Roman Reigns.
0: But then but and then doesn't that-, that kind of kind of put some awkwardness between uh, Seth and Roman?
1: Because that sets up Seth and Roman at WrestleMania. Because you're going to get
0: Drew and you're going to get Edge. Drew and Edge are facing at Mania? I have a funny feeling.
1: Because you're going to have to pop a rating on Raw. You have to. Yeah. Raw is struggling right now. Raw is really struggling. And... Don't unless, forget, there's still one pay-per-view. That, there's one pay-per-view before WrestleMania. This Fastlane.
0: Yeah, and we could get something Unless you take the title
1: there. off of... Exactly, and we may, we may get an AJ Styles victory at Fastlane. Who knows? I mean, I re- man, you really got the wheels turning on my head because I would really love to see AJ Styles versus Edge. It'd I be would great. love to see that It'd match. It'd be so much fun. It would. I just... My thing is is you've you've got to get some eyes on raw right now because you it is struggling oh, yeah. man it is struggling and it, it and it's not that it's a bad product cuz we've already talked about this this phenomenal talent on raw and there's this phenomenal there, wrestling happening on raw it is just a jumbled mess it's, right now so, and i think if you
0: and i've heard so many people come with this it's too long yeah, but they're not gonna no, cut down not. three
1: hours. All that av- all that advertisement money, they're not gonna cut that back.
0: But they need to re redo reintroduce something like they used to have when RAW went dark for the last hour or something, and kind of change something up. Yeah, and that last that lasted. A I week. know that,
1: and then and then RAW Underground lasted for two weeks,
0: like two months. Yeah,
1: and then they introduced the twenty four and then they introduced the twenty Twenty four seven started and that's when RAW dark started.
0: Just, it was the same time. No, I
1: know. It was the same. It was the it was the first yeah, event
0: because Mick Foley came in and introduced the belt, held the belt up, and says, "Yep, all right, let's go." Who won it? Titus. Worldwide. Titus O'Neil. <laughs> Titus World Slide That's right. was the first ever twenty four seven title holder. Twenty four seven forty eight seven i ninety five. Seven eleven eleven champion. European, hardcore champion. Oh my god! All right.
1: All right. Well, I I mean I I really like what you've come up with for the Elim Chamber, but we have to remember there is one more freaking pay per view yeah, in between two.
0: But yep. we do have a couple of uh minor, I wouldn't say minor, but a couple of notes um that I want to talk about before we get into Vengeance Day because we got a lot to talk about Vengeance Day. Yep. Sammy Guevara on AEW has left the inner circle. He says he's done. He's out of inner circle. He's sick of MJF. He's done. But then apparently he was being a really poor sport and was kicked off Impact tapings. Um I didn't read too much into that, but apparently he just wasn't happy with how he was being booked. He was supposed to show up a couple of days beforehand to do the
1: tapings. He'd show up like an he showed up an hour before. He read over what was supposed to be done. Like what he was supposed to be doing, he didn't agree to it. So Jericho's one of the people who deals with talent relations, and he basically told Sammy All Right, get out of there. Um, they don't want you there. You need to come back. Yeah. So, I mean, MJF, man, he's the don. Don't, don't try to overstep <clears throat> against MJF, man.
0: So. Um. Up next, speaking of Impact, uh, a massive Impact former knockouts champion, former Impact champion, um, Taya Valkyrie, Miss Johnny Morrison, um, That's right? Johnny Nitro is going to be finding her way to NXT. She's not going to NXT. She's starting with NXT. Not a chance in hell. She's not. You don't. You think not what a they're chance saying in hell. that she's starting in NXT is just a bluff?
1: Yeah, she she belongs on main roster. I agree. She belongs on main roster. She belongs with John Morrison. And if you want to try to break up that whole Miz and Morrison thing, so this way Morrison isn't a jobber, you team him up with his wife
0: and and start like. And I think a they mixed...
1: could. I think they could go rough shot on the women's division and that upper mid cod division where Morrison could. Go after a intercontinental championship or I, something. I, I, be in that I picture. I
0: definitely agree that John Morrison is is held. Uh, I hate to say this, but he's being held back by the Miz.
1: <clears throat> yeah, because other other than the fact that you could put them um, in a good tag team, which they haven't done, like they haven't, they've wasted John Morrison. So I feel either a. She comes in and gives them a shot in the arm and wakes them up after the Miz fails to cash in the money in the bank. Or B, um, she comes in and she basically splits them two guys up. Yeah,
0: I, I can agree with that. I could see something like that happening.
1: Because she's one of the best women wrestlers in the world, That's dude. That's
0: an understatement.
1: Yeah. She was uh, She's the uh, all-time record holder as the knockouts mm-hmm. champion,
0: right? I believe so, yeah. 300-plus days yeah. or something like that? The only one – so, I think the only one close to that was um, Jordan Grace or Deanna Perrazzo. or Gail Kim. How close – yeah, I was about to say,
1: how close was Gail Kim? Because Gail Kim was pretty close Gail at Kim one point. Gail Kim held that
0: belt for a long time.
1: Yeah. But almost a full year, nobody's no. even done that. So – Bringing her in is a serious Joel, and again, she should not go to NXT. I think that's a mistake. She is made, 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 made for main roster. Yeah, she's
0: definitely that kind of. I wouldn't say. Well, yeah, kind of character. She's that. She's that yeah. wrestler. She's that character. Now, yep. the last bit of news I wanted to talk about before we get into Takeover Vengeance Day is that once borders open, there are talks of major New Japan pro wrestling stars like Kazuchika Okada, Tetsuya Naito, the rest of Bullet Club, the guys that have been holding it down in Japan coming to work with Impact and AEW, cementing the open golden gates. The interbrand workings are real. Considering the fact that I never thought I would see Kazuchika Okada in another professional wrestling ring aside from New Japan. It It's showing that anything can be done nowadays. And it's showing that Tony Khan is one of the most brilliant wrestling promoters ever.
1: He's not a promoter. He's just a money man. You've got so many years of experience that he was able to Basically, pilfer from the WWE. Think about it. He's got Jim Ross. He's got Earl Hebner. He's got Tony Schiavone. He's got Chris Jericho. There's over 100 years right there. Yeah. Khan doesn't have to do anything. And then with the fact that Jericho's very well world traveled and he was able to bring a Kenny Omega, a Young Bucks.
0: Specifically. With the elite, their connections specifically to New Japan.
1: over to AEW, and now they have those connections in New Japan. Yeah. Because trust me, if it was a full working relationship, we'd be hearing talks about, you know, in Tama to- uh,
0: Bad Luck Fale, Tokyo Pound. We'd
1: be hearing talks about that, and we're not. So I feel like it's almost one of these relationships with like the top guys. S- Specific guys, exactly. And I know that Jay White is supposed to be making an appearance on Impact pretty soon. Yeah, But Jay White is in contract talks with WWE yeah. because Jay White's a free agent. So he could just be coming over to Impact, test the waters to see where their head is at. And no offense to any other promotion in the world, every wrestler wants to one day wrestle under the banner of the WWE. That is the peak. Mm-hmm. It's the pinnacle. Of wrestling entertainment that's where people want to go everybody wants to get there at one point in their career and everybody has pretty much gotten there at one point in their career whether it's they didn't have a good run or they had an excellent run and they were able to do everything they wanted make all the money they wanted in the e and now have been able to do whatever they want now in other promotions Mm -hmm. so that's kind of the way i look at it is until you hear that you know the NJPW world tag team champions are coming over and they're gonna be attacking or gonna be having some kind of interbrand war matchups with you know, the Bucks or with the Good Brothers.
0: Yeah, I mean, until <laughs> until we get like evil and Bushi and Sonata, the, the kind of exactly. the kind of upper mid card guys, uh Tamohiro Ishii. These guys that are kind of in the upper mid card in AEW in impact were uh, the working relationship is is more of a title.
1: Yeah. And it's more of, hey, my top guys are going over there, so send your top guys exactly. over here. Yeah, that's all exactly. that is. It's not an actual it's not an actual brand working relationship at that point. Once it's a brand working relationship, like what we're seeing with impact and what we're seeing with AEW, that's, that's completely different. That's a working relationship. Everybody's coming over. You're seeing, I mean, Guevara again, he's a mid card guy. He was supposed to be at Impact. Mm-hmm. I'm sure MJF is going to make his appearances at Impact. You've seen both title holders, each holding up both belts at one point. There's a lot going on there. The only thing that you're not seeing right now is the falling out between the tag team champions, and that's because they're all working together right now.
0: Yeah.
1: But that fallout's going to come when and, uh, somebody else. Brothers. I don't. You won't see the fallout between the Bucks and the Good Brothers. You're just going to see one of those teams lose their titles. Yeah. So,
0: Well, I'm not saying that the Bucs and the Good Brothers are going to fall out with each other. I'm not saying Matt and Nick Jackson are going to fall out and Doc Gallows and...
1: No, 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 no. You're not going to see those tag teams fall out whatsoever. Really? Kenny Omega is going to keep a very tight lip on that. He's going to make sure that those guys understand... But who would have thought hey, if
0: any member left... The inner circle would be Sammy Guevara.
1: No, I trust me. I didn't think Sammy Guevara was going to leave, but I also think that Jericho's getting ousted very soon as well.
0: And that it's going to be MJF's faction.
1: Yes, like we've talked about on previous recordings. Yeah. Okay. I just, I just, I see another tag team coming in. Personally, I'd like to see it be Jurassic Express. Yeah. And they they take the titles off of.
0: I would. think I Bucks. would even be totally okay if it's uh, Phoenix and Pentagon.
1: Yeah, but with one of them being out, it's not going to yeah, happen right now. That's valid. And and honestly, the team that should have the titles is the team that shouldn't have lost the titles, which is FTR. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They should never have lost mm-hmm. the titles. So um, it is what it is. There's, de- there's definitely a working relationship between two of the brands. Whether or not all three are going to have a working relationship, it's just a lot of balls in the yeah. air. And eventually, it's going to be a lot of egos. Yeah, definitely. You're gonna have a lot of guys who don't want to lose to this guy and don't want to lose to that guy, and I mean it it works to a certain point. So we will see. Yeah. But on to the best promotion in the world right now.
0: WWE NXT. By far. Now, we've got two notes before we get to the matches. Um one, we had a huge signing. LA nine show. Eli Drake is now NXT. Um, that's huge for the mid card and upper card um, picture because Eli Drake is a he was a huge free agent Um, well as
1: he put it it doesn't matter what belt you're holding he's coming after them all he does not care
0: he's pulling the Austin Aries he's pulling the I'm holding every belt everywhere yes and then we also had about middle of the show we had a music video (sighs) oh Mr. Stonks himself, Cameron Grimes, <sighs> second so money to god. the
1: moon. That's right, banjo rap, my oh friends. Oh my god! Invest roll, in it. Invest roll in up it. up
0: in a Lambo, posing like several Lambos. Yeah, multiple.
1: He had several Lambos. He had a blue one, a white one, a red one.
0: Like in the hot tub. Man,
1: that Game Stocks, that GameStop stock. Oh man. Oh my
0: god! I love that. That's I a- love that he. Is the one that got that character.
1: Yes. And you know what? This honestly automatically went to J. my Hib. head. So, 100%. <laughs> the only difference was that JBL cleaned himself up. He got, you know, clean cut and no, stuff Cameron like Grimes that. Is one of those real, basement
0: dweller stock market yes, runners. Y- yes, exactly. Exactly. That's the character he's been given with Cameron Grimes.
1: But it works. He does such a great job with it. And the thing is is he went from being somebody who was afraid of zombies back in October and being chased down by zombies. To now next be a to the multi-millionaire. Loomis. Multi-millionaire, man. He's going to the moon. He's going to be the first. Uh, have him do something where he goes out, Eli Musk or something, where he goes, I'm going to get to the moon before you, Elon. Oh you know, just make it so I can't wait cause to it see works where he goes so well. this week with it. Like my face hurts right from now smiling. from smiling it's- with how happy he makes Yeah, Cameron me.
0: Grimes is is one so when we had the NXT breakout tournament, look at how many guys in that tournament are now in the in huge pictures.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Everybody. Yeah. There isn't a person in that tournament that isn't in some form of a a relevant mm-hmm. spot in the NXT yeah. brand. Or beyond. Because wasn't Damian Priest in that yep. tournament? Yeah. So NXT and Beyond has completely been represented by that yep. tournament. That tournament was incredible, and the, every tournament NXT does is incredible. Because we're going to get to the Dusty Classic yeah. right now, and that the women's, women's Dusty, Dusty Classic Cup final.
0: Holy shit! And this shows what a match. That, so I heard this on a podcast today. Raquel Gonzalez is. Aside from Io Shirai, is your workhouse of the women's division? Yes, she is. Oh Aside my god, from Io, man. because E.O. And the she's champ. so protected. Oh my god, she is yeah. She's so
1: protected. They almost got no offense in against her in Dakota that Dakota Kai took Everything. all the offense. Yup. And then once Raquel Gonzalez got in, it was power move after power move. When she power bombs Shotzi Blackheart into the, into the screening... Yeah. Oh she, man, dude.
0: Raquel Gonzalez got uh missile drop kicked into the stairs and basically no sold it. Yeah. That doesn't happen unless no. you have this no, monstrous is... powerhouse like Raquel Gonzalez. I she is so when, protected. Don't forget she beat Rhea Ripley one on yeah, one. I think multiple times, too. I feel like they had more than one match. I don't know. I, I'm just going to that last woman standing oh, match. Oh yeah, dude. without a doubt.
1: I, that's what I'm just talking about. You know what I mean? She, oh God, she's incredible. She is. She's got a clean pinfall over Io Shirai in
0: War Games. She won War Games for her in team. War Games.
1: Yes, yes. She's gonna take single single handedly. She's gonna take the belts off of um
0: next Basla.
1: And 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 J- Nia Jack. Did I say Nax? Yeah, you said Nax.
0: Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Yes. Okay.
1: She can match. She can match both yes. power yeah. on, from both of them.
0: That is a face to face. I want to see man. Nia Jackson Raquel Gonzalez.
1: Yeah, she's incredible, man. Is oh that a God. mania match? And I like how they... I don't know if that's a mania match. I don't know if you could build that just because of Nia Jax. Unfortunately, yeah. I don't know if you could build that because of right Nia. Away. No offense to Nia, I just don't see Nia being like mania. Like that, unless it's an opening I mean, match.
0: That be on the takeover before mania
1: pre-show. Yeah, I just and that it's so bad to say something like that. But like when I think of mania, I think Bailey. I think of Banks. I think of Charlotte. Um. Charlotte, Oscar, um,
0: Blair. Yeah,
1: I think of Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah,
0: me too. Raquel's one of those one of those names that screams screams stardom.
1: WrestleMania women's Raquel
0: Gonzalez. It screams it. Mark my words, Raquel Gonzalez will win the women's Wrestle uh, Royal Rumble in the next five years. Next two years. You think that is next yeah. year Rhea next and then the years. year after that is Raquel?
1: Rhea's not winning it next year. Is Rhea winning it? all? I don't know who's winning it. It's it's too it's too early. And you gotta remember they're both very young, but I think I think they see Raquel as that person. if you if you saw Rhea as that person, she doesn't lose the title last That's year. That's valid.
0: Yeah. I mean well, Charlotte.
1: I know, but you still don't lose the title that last year. Let's you know I mean? let's be, and well, take the on, pinfall. Hold and, on,
0: it's Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair is one of the most protected wrestlers because she broke Oscar's streak.
1: Okay, but then she lost her title to Io Shirai, and who took the pinfall on that? Rhea Ripley. Rhea, exactly. So they don't see Rhea the same way they see Raquel.
0: But they also see Charlotte as this massive star that's protected. Of course, okay. she's going to beat Rhea Ripley.
1: Okay, so if Raquel Gonzalez gets a victory over Charlotte Flair before Rhea Ripley She does. won't. Because,
0: I'm because Charlotte Flair is going to win that belt from Oscar before Mania and Rhea is going to pin Charlotte Mania.
1: Okay, alright. Okay. We're getting off topic here though. Back to the Women's Dusty Cup. Because this was a match that was of two halves. Kota being basically singled out, manhandled by Shotzi and Ember Moon. And then... Once the hot tag came in for one Raquel Gonzalez, she dominated the match. She dominated the match, man. Mm -hmm. First, she dominated the match at the beginning when she started the match, and neither of them could do anything against her. And then she dominated the whole second half of this match. She was truly dominant from pressing Ember Moon out of the ring and off the the ramp to basically take her out of the match.
0: Yeah, for that finish with that one arm one-on-power on bomb.
1: bomb that she hit Shotzi Blackhawk with, the same one on mm-hmm. powerbomb bomb that she basically put Kane and Karen and Zaro through the ring with. Yeah,
0: yeah. Now, do we want to talk about this? Where I heard this this concept that Rhea, no, not Rhea, Raquel is carrying this team, and inevitably will see Dakota Kai as someone that's weighing her down.
1: Yeah, it's the it's the Diesel Shawn Michaels aspect.
0: Because at the end of this match, Raquel could pin Shotzi super easy. Yeah, but... But Dakota wanted that little bit of... She wanted to say, oh, I was there too. I was in that pinfall too. Yep. Yeah. When she didn't need to be. Yes, exactly.
1: We'll see it eventually. We're going to see them split because they're going to have to.
0: Yeah, because they're not going to be able to keep this together forever because Raquel needs that singles push. Exactly, exactly moving on to the north american title match boy were we wrong oh man first uh, off do you want to talk about dexter your boy dexter loomis stealing austin that theory? was awesome
1: i called it like as soon as it was happening i'm like do you see that josh because we were on texting each other and i was like austin oh, theory just got kidnapped he was you're like what what do you mean he got kidnapped like yeah, rewind and then, I,
0: then I was then I was scrolling on Instagram and I saw the picture of Dexter Loomis holding a cloth. Yep. to Austin Theory's Cloth-fall. face. Yep, awesome. My man. God, I love Absolutely this character awesome. that they're giving him. But um, I think Loomis is, North American title match.
1: I I think Loomis is, is the next in line to face Gargano. But yeah, easily. Dude, this was such a technical match, man.
0: And, oh my! And it wasn't this a kickout. Show was technical. And it
1: wasn't a kickout fest like typical no. Johnny Gargano matches are. Like everyone calls Johnny the finishing killer because he kicks out of everything. There wasn't ki- really
0: kickouts of this. There were a lot of broken holds. It was a lot of broken I mean, holds,
1: but on both sides, and it was a lot of yeah. stuff where it was like they kept working body pots on each other. So it was, I mean. The top rope stuff that both of them did.
0: Oh God, yeah.
1: The re- the reverse um, the reverse inverted suplex that Johnny Gargano hit against Kushida, and then Kushida yeah. doing that armbar barrel roll off the top rope into the hoverboard lock. Oh man, mm-hmm. absolutely incredible. Um, I mean, Gargano retained.
0: Yeah, after two final beats. Yes
1: two final beats one on the stage and, you could and tell, one on the ring and rim. you could tell he had to do the second one because he'd been favoring his left arm the entire match so yeah, he knew and he and ha-
0: he didn't he didn't get the full impact on the one outside yes exactly but the one inside he was able to use his right arm and that's it
1: great selling man just absolute great selling great match and if yeah. it wasn't if it wasn't for the main event that was match of the night
0: yeah i can agree with that i mean I was really partial to the next match, okay, because I love good tag team wrestling, and that's what we got. And oh my god, the grizzled young veteran again the promo didn't pff, didn't go the way I wanted it to. But then again, it's MSK; it's the biggest new tag team in the WWE. It is that shot in the arm that the WWE needed mm-hmm. in their tag division. And they're immediately shot to the moon. Yep. I'm fine with it.
1: I am too. I am too.
0: And <laughs> You everything... mentioned to me. <laughs> you mentioned to me, damn, Nash Carter looks so out of shape next to <laughs> yeah, Desmond he Xavier. He does. He does. And I was thinking about this too. Now, you and I were having a conversation before this match that Desmond Xavier can't keep his name. He had to change to Wesley because Xavier Desmond Xavier, Xavier Woods. Well, how about this? Wesley, Keith Lee. Spell they both have. No, L-E-E. Both are the exact same way the last names are spelled.
1: Hmm. I'm pretty sure. Size difference? I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't I, know. I just think. I just think. Like Anyway. I, I couldn't explain that one to you. I, I just think that. Xavier's got such a like a it's so highlighted with Xavier Woods that it makes And
0: Lee is not with Keith Lee?
1: It is and it isn't, though. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Lee could go for anybody. I mean, what, nobody can use the last name Lee because of Bruce Lee?
0: No, I'm not saying that.
1: Okay, but it's just the first thing that kind of pops into my head, like when I think of Lee, it's got a little bit more of an open... Availability to it Where like Xavier I think of Xavier I automatically think Xavier Woods Automatically goes right to it And the New Day
0: Anyway MSK (sighs) GYV Such a great match Such a great match Arguably one of the best Dusty Cup finals Ever
1: One of the best NXT tag team matches ever
0: valid um can we just talk about the suicida over the corner post yeah
1: where he lands on his feet yeah insane dude can we talk about the the doomsday device on the outside of the ring through mm-hmm. the ropes like mm-hmm. talk talk about a dangerous move that people don't even take inside the ring To set up that spot? Can we talk about GYV doing a 450
0: splash? Which they don't do off the top rope ever. At all. Like, Um, unbelievable. uh, Zachary Wentz, um, Nash Carter going through the ropes and face first into the uh, announce table. Yep. A la Dominic Mysterio. Oh my god. There is not anything about
1: this match that could have pulled you away from the slow, methodical start at the beginning of the match to building up to what we got to as a crescendo. The fact that there were no finishers except for the finisher to end the match, so there was really no kickout fest again in this match. Finishers mm-hmm. were very well protected on this show. This was, again, A+. plus. Yeah. This match was there was A+. A-plus. I think there
0: was only one finisher by each team aside from... Nope, there was... So all- each- there was only no, well, one finisher so period. Aside from GYV. But from each person, there was like one finish in the entire show. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Because So if you go to the Women's Dusty Cup, um, Ember hit a um, eclipse. I'm not exactly certain what Shotzi's finish is. <laughs> some she crazy, so su- much. Some
1: crazy suicide dive where she nearly bent herself S- in something, half.
0: Something or it's some like backbreaker kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you go to the North American title. We had the hoverboard lock. Yep. And we had the one final beat. Men's Dusty Cup. We had their finish. They tried to set up for Ticket to Mayhem. Yep. But they couldn't get it. And the women's Triple Threat, which we're going to get to now. Um, we had a Storm Zero. Yep. We had Mercedes did a power bomb, yep. set up power bomb kind of thing, and we had Eos double stomp.
1: And her over the moon.
0: And over the moon. And in the the main event, we had a uh, bitter end, and we had a coup de gras and a 1916. So now that we're going to go back to women's triple threat, this was my only under a match on the show because of how short it was,
1: and it needed to be short because unlike every other match on the card, this is one a triple threat match, and two. It came out firing right from the start. The ring announcer couldn't even get the names out before Mercedes Martinez attacked Io Shirai. Okay. So right off of the start, this match was go 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 go. They basically took the best parts of the l- other matches, which was basically like the last 10-15 minutes, and all they gave you was those 10-15 minutes. There was no slow burn, there was no slow build. It was just straight
0: attack. There were they, no rest holds or anything. It was all the, the entire all time just...
1: was attack. And Mercedes Martinez looked like a powerhouse in this match because oh,
0: yeah. as Io
1: Shirai had Tony Storm in a In a submission hold. Mercedes Martinez put Io Shirai in a submission hold. And she was the Mm -hmm. only one who wasn't in a a submission hold. Now, the only thing about the match is that Mercedes took the pinfall at the end. But nobody came out weak in this, man. Nobody.
0: This was such a fast pace,
1: such a strong match. This match was... Again, it took the last 10-15 minutes of all the other matches. Because if... Go back and watch all the other matches. Slow burn to start the match. A lot of technical stuff going on. A lot of back and forth.
0: Specifically the main event.
1: Specifically the the, North American title. title. Specifically the women's um, Dusty Cup. Because it started slow because of Raquel Gonzalez. Even the MSK match started slow. GYV was keeping everything grounded at the beginning of that match. Mm -hmm. This was the only match that didn't start slow. And it was because Mercedes Martinez exploded out of the gates, went right after everybody to start. And this wasn't like a a traditional triple threat where one person's resting on the outside while the other two are fighting. No, everybody kept trying to get back into the ring and one person just gets knocked out and they just kept going at each other. And if Io Shirai doesn't jump off of something of ludicrous height in her matches, it's not a match. It's not an Io Shirai match. Yeah, exactly. Because she jumps off the house at In Your House and now she jumps off the scaffoldings here at the uh, CWC, and yeah. I I couldn't believe it. I just, we were
0: I, we were gonna get a uh, a reverse powerbomb spot if uh, Tony Storm didn't hit a pencil too hard and knock the table over.
1: No, exactly.
0: I so it was a botch. I get it, but it those happens. tables are meant to be dummy. Yeah, but it was it was just funny. the The reason I thought it was so funny is because Tony just stared at the table yeah like, she
1: didn't she's like what seriously? the hell like what the hell
0: oh whatever and then just got laid out by mercedes martinez again
1: yeah just non-stop though this match was non-stop and that's why yeah, but, and know, that's why I, I get I don't take any points off of it because it was such a great change of pace because you went from those slower burning fast matches straight into another just fast match and then you go into go into the final match of the night which again considering it you knew it was
0: going to be a very very technical match considering who was challenging for the title Exactly because that's who Pete Dunne is Exactly. Pete Dunne is a manipulative Fingers, limbs, elbows, wrists, arms, legs, knees, anchors. spine, he neck, a, everything. He he is a joint manipulating specialist. Yep. So moving on to the main event,
1: match of the night.
0: Easily, match of the night. Oh, it's not I, easily.
1: It's it's. Uh, I'm pulling teeth because everybody's calling this the match of the night, but I. I it it deserves it it deserves it, it man it
0: deserves its its title of being match of the night yes so this hurt me to watch because of how much manipulation Finn's hands took the end of the match he couldn't even hold up his title yeah. He couldn't wrap his hands around the title. Dude, he
1: went to go do the guns, and he could only put up his middle fingers to do the guns. he had
0: crunched fingers. Yes. I'm lost for words to talk about this match. If
1: Meltzer doesn't give this match five stars, I'm going to blow a gasket.
0: I agree. This, we are, it is February 15th. We are, let me do the quick Mac, 46 Days into the year. And we might have seen Match of the Year. Yeah,
1: we might have. You're right.
0: And there are other Match of the Year contenders just from this year. One of which we saw three weeks ago. Yeah. Two weeks ago, rather, between Roman and Kevin.
1: Yeah. It's incredible, man. The product that they're putting out is incredible. And as great as the match was... people
0: knock on it because... Because it's the king of the hill. The bad the bad is bad.
1: Yeah, but it's also the Don't king of the hill. Don't get wrong. You, yeah. you have to knock the guy on the top.
0: Yeah. But do you have anything else you want to talk about this? Because all I have to say about this match is if you have not seen it, watch it, set aside 45 minutes and go watch the match.
1: And not just the match, the aftermatch.
0: The match and the post match.
1: Yes, because I think somebody texted somebody last night saying the UE coming down.
0: Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah, you were like, watch, UE is going to have some involvement in this.
1: And they did. Oh. <sighs> Dude, if we. It's
0: heartbreaking.
1: Why is it heartbreaking?
0: <sighs> because Undisputed Era is no more. The, well, course, uh, the original Undisputed Era is no more.
1: I know. Crazy, right?
0: But that also means. Takeover WrestleMania weekend. We can get Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly in the WWE because we can get that's gonna be the match. We can get
1: Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly versus Finn Balor for the NXT World Championship.
0: You think it's gonna be the triple threat? You don't think it's just gonna I be a do. singles match? I the do, of-
1: I have a feeling that that title is gonna be involved somehow.
0: Hell, I would not be against it. And I would Adam not Cole, be it at all. Adam
1: Cole gets his title back, and Carrying Cross immediately starts counting down the time.
0: Really? Yep. Kyle doesn't sniff that belt.
1: I don't know if he does. I to I, I would love him to wear it. I just don't know if they're going to put it on him. Because are they going to, are they going to sacrifice Kyle O'Reilly to Carrying Cross? Because I don't think he could, th- th- his character that would work with. I think you could sacrifice Adam Cole.
0: Yeah, okay, because, because there's... Because it's the same way you Adam could have Cole sacrificed
1: has, Shawn Michaels back in the day to Stone Cold Steve Austin.
0: Yeah, because Adam Cole has so much history... Not history, but he has so much... Uh, what's the word for it? Accolades? Yeah. Where a squash mo- squash loss to Karrion Cross is not going to hurt his career.
1: It didn't hurt Tommaso Champa.
0: If Kyle O'Reilly eats a squash loss... It's kind of a lot more detrimental to his career. Detrimental to a singles run. Did. Yes. Yeah. Than Adam Cole. Exactly. But that has basically been that. Very A
1: plus pay per view. A plus pay-per-view. Oh, without a doubt. A plus. Without a doubt.
0: I don't there are very few matches that I go back and rewatch. And it might just be because I'm a Pete Dunmark. But I'm, I'm planning at some point this week going back and rewatching that match.
1: All right, I'm going to go back and rewatch it. I'm going to go back and rewatch the whole damn pay per view, is what I'm going to go back and rewatch. It's yeah. that good I, of a pay per view.
0: I'll, I'll join you on that. All right. It's it's great. It we'll is. Do, we'll do another recap later on this week. <laughs> uh, recapping Takeover Vengeance Day second time.
1: Yeah. Because it's going to be even sweeter.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we're being honest about that. I don't know if we're being We're not going to do a recap. We're not going to do another I don't recap, have time. we're going to go watch it again.
1: I don't have time to do a recap. Um, Right now, I'm not sure if anybody's been missing Doinked, but we are going to be uh, doing some stuff to be bringing that back.
0: Yes, Doinked will be back, and it'll be back in a different way. Yes. Um, it's still going to be our sports recaps, but we're also going to be adding a little bit else into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dave and I have been talking a little bit in the background. Um, and I'm not going to spoil too much now, but we'll continue to kind of give a little bit of hints as to when Doink will be back. Um, and I will tell you it'll be back in less than a month.
1: Yes, 100% less than a month.
0: Um, but other than that, I think that wraps up today's episode of the Doink and Doink Connection. Um, of course, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can hit us up on the social media at Double Doink Network or at our personals at DJ Ald or...
1: Der Laufen Doink 508
0: and of course, if you guys liked the show, you can obviously share, comment, and subscribe on all your favorite streaming platforms. We are available on iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere else you can find your podcast. But of course, this has been a Double Doink Network production. I have been Josh. I
1: have been Dave.
0: And we've got two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out.